On We Talk News This Week, Virginia jumps up three years on its legalization plan. MSOs setting up shop in New York already. Michigan celebrates 50 years of cannabis with its hash bash. And the vice president finally comments on cannabis reform. But don't hold your breath on We Talk News next. We are pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of We Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. So is it me or does it seem every week another state legalizes weed? This time it's a case of deja vu all over again, as my old friend Yogi Berra used to say. Virginia had already officially legalized cannabis possession and growing, but had delayed the launch until 2024. Now, they're moving that up, not one year, not two years, but this year, after July 1st, 2021, that's when Virginians will be able to grow and possess cannabis in that state. Our man in the Virginia area is Vote Pro Podcast, Phil Adams. He has the rest of this story from our nation's capital. Phil? Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News DC Report. Well, it's official. Adult use has been legalized in the Commonwealth of Virginia, effective July 1st. With both houses of the General Assembly passing the other house's legislation as amended, Virginia now becomes the 16th U.S. state to legalize adult use. The new law allows for the possession of up to an ounce of cannabis by adults 21 and older, as well as cultivation of up to four marijuana plants for personal use. The amended bill also authorizes retail sales of cannabis to begin this year, rather than in 2024, as was approved in the bill sent to Northam's desk back in February. The House of Delegates approved the amended legislation with the accelerated timeline by a vote of 53 to 44 with two abstentions. The Senate was deadlocked at 20 to 20, with Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax breaking the tie in favor of legalization. The legislation has been strongly supported by Virginia voters. A Christopher Newport University survey in February found that 68% of Virginia adults, including 51% of Republicans, favor legalization. In her first public comments on cannabis since the election, Vice President Kamala Harris said recently that President Biden is simply too busy to deal with decriminalizing marijuana. In an interview with the San Francisco Chronicle, Harris said the president is, quote, focused on getting people food, helping them stay in their homes, getting kids back to school, and getting shots into arms. During the campaign, Biden pledged to push for cannabis legal reform, including decriminalization and expunging prior cannabis convictions. Harris explained that Biden has been consumed with coronavirus issues that he inherited from the previous administration. Meanwhile, reform advocates, including Kyle Yeager of Marijuana Moment, point out that the president has managed to take on other issues, such as those pertaining to the environment, immigration, infrastructure, and others. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said in an ABC News interview last week to expect cannabis decriminalization bill to be introduced, quote, shortly. In January, 
Schumer said that he and some of his Senate colleagues were planning to merge elements of other cannabis reform bills into a new federal legislation. Industry observers expect the coming legislation at a minimum to remove cannabis from the Federal Controlled Substances Act. The bill is also likely to favor small businesses over large cannabis verticals and tobacco companies in establishing a legal cannabis market. Schumer's comments come in the wake of the Safe Banking Act's reintroduction in the House. That bill is designed to protect financial institutions that serve the cannabis industry from federal penalties. That's the We Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. Now that New York has paved the way for legalization and sale of cannabis in that state, there are two major groups who are waiting for the next steps. The first group is thousands of people in New York prisons for cannabis possession crimes. Part of that law will expunge their records and commute their sentences. Now, according to that bill, the state has two years to do that. The other group is the major weed players out there who are starting to set up shop in the Empire State. Green Thumb Industries is a multi-state operator and recently announced they're opening a $50 million facility in Warwick, New York. That's located about 56 miles north of the city. Green Thumb will be building a 40-acre cultivation and manufacturing facility at the Warwick Valley Office and Technological Park. Our reporter in New York City is Deborah Borchardt from the Green Market Report, and she has the look at the biggest players in this business. It was all about the deals this week. Consolidation continues with Canopy Growth buying the Supreme Cannabis Company in a deal valued at approximately $435 million. Supreme Cannabis's portfolio of brands includes Seven Acres, Seven Acres Craft Collective, Blisco Sugarleaf, and Highway. Now, the combination of a market leader like Canopy Growth and another company with a big position in Canada, Supreme Cannabis, will lead to a pro forma market share of 13.6%. Florida-based True Leave Cannabis is making a big move in Pennsylvania with the acquisition of Keystone Shops from Anna Holdings. That deal is valued at $60 million. Keystone has locations in Philadelphia, Devon, and King of Prussia. Organograms acquired the Edibles and Infusions Corporation in a deal valued at $35 million. And those are the big business headlines for this week. I'm Deborah Borchart with the Green Market Report for We Talk News. So which state will be legalizing cannabis next, you ask? Well, it might be one or two, Montana or Connecticut. Montana may be the next since voters approved it in November. Now the legislature there is debating three different bills that would set up the medical and adult use regulations. Connecticut's legalization efforts are moving along quickly with Governor Ned Lamont's bill now approved in committee this week. There are still quite a few amendments to be considered, but it is moving forward. Next up in our continuing roundup for cannabis news from coast to coast is New Jersey with Tara Masu Sargente. Tara? I'm Tara Masu from Blazin Bakery, and this is the New Jersey Report for Weed Talk News. This morning, the Cannabis Regulatory Commission announced their first meeting, which will take place this Monday, April 12th. This is a huge step because the CRC will form the regulations for New Jersey's upcoming adult use program. Now that things are getting underway, we should finally see some real progress. 
Also earlier today was the Cannabis Real Estate Summit. The opening panel consisted of three regulators from the tri-state area. Representing New Jersey was Diana Haynew, the incoming chair of the aforementioned Cannabis Regulatory Commission. For Connecticut was Julianne Avalone, legal director of the Department of Consumer Protection. And rounding out the panel from New York was Axel Burnaby, assistant counsel for health to Governor Cuomo. All three regulators have been heavily involved in shaping their state's respective cannabis programs, so to hear they've been working together is definitely refreshing, as most have been joking that legalization is a race between states. Haynew closed with, we will see this region evolve as a cohesive powerhouse in the country. The panel was moderated by our own Edmund DeVoe, president of the New Jersey Cannabis Association. DeVoe called certain real estate areas like Jersey City and Hoboken are Gold Coast, meaning everyone is running there to open dispensaries because of their proximity in New York, but that translates to high costs and extreme competition. This is in line with last week's report on the pending Hoboken location lawsuit involving two dueling dispensaries. That will do it for this week's New Jersey report. I'm Tara Masu from Blazin Bakery for Weed Talk News. As we continue our roundup from cannabis-friendly states, it's now time to head to the Midwest to Michigan. And I have to admit, last Saturday was the first time I had even heard of the Hash Bash, and it was the 50th version of that celebration of all things cannabis in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Our Michigan correspondent, Rick Thompson, was the co-host along with Anquinette Sarfa, There were appearances from the world of politics and athletics, including Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the Attorney General, and Eugene Monroe from the NFL, along with NFL Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson. With more from Michigan, here's Rick Thompson. Yes, this is Rick Thompson from MICBD with this week's Michigan Report for Weed Talk News. On Saturday, April 3rd, Michigan experienced two very different celebrations in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Hash Bash. Thousands of viewers saw the 2021 virtual Hash Bash broadcast, which featured videos and statements from Michigan's governor and attorney general, sports figures with cannabis industry connections, civic and advocacy organizations, and Willie Nelson. Mr. John Sinclair provided a message of encouragement, too. Funds raised through the virtual broadcast will be donated to the John Sinclair Foundation and the Michigan Cannabis Freedom Coalition. That broadcast went out live on Pro Cannabis Media's Roku network and several socials. A second event was held on the Diag of the University of Michigan campus. About 500 people attended and celebrated history on the traditional hash bash grounds. Although cannabis consumption is forbidden on campus, there were no arrests. Lake Superior State University has what is called the first cannabis chemistry degree program in the USA and one Michigan testing lab has pledged funds to create a cannabis chemistry scholarship. The $1,200 annual scholarship from Steadfast Labs will give preference to residents of Detroit in the award selection process. The school opened their cannabis chemistry program in 2019, opened their dedicated lab in 2020, and used real cannabis bud in classroom settings. I interviewed Dean Johnson from Lake Superior State on Wednesday and he told me they have a good number of Canadian students crossing the border to take advantage of the program, too. And that's it for this week's Michigan Report. I'm MICBD's Rick Thompson for Weed Talk News. 
since we are only about 10 days away from 420, and I don't know about you, but I'm getting inundated with events that are live streaming on that day or places to go on that day. I'll be sitting in my favorite dispensary in Massachusetts at Rev Clinics in Somerville, where we will be live streaming every hour on our Roku channel. But there's plenty going on all over the world, including in Vermont. Here's Vermont's green nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan, with more. Jessie Lynn? Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the Weed Talk News Vermont Report. With this year's first quarter complete, the Vermont State Hemp Program has audited 5% hemp program registrants and is on track to complete their goal of auditing 20% total registrants by the year's end. The program rolled out state compliance checks at the end of 2020 based on the established rules and expectations for hemp businesses. They're mostly looking at record keeping, reporting, labeling, and lab testing. Of the 30 companies, over 26% have been issued warnings or compliance letters. It will be interesting to see how the year closes out and how the stated ethics of Vermont hemp companies compare and relates to their actual compliance. One interesting thing to note, the Vermont hemp program lab testing mandates are far more rigorous than the Vermont medical marijuana program mandates essentially asking the question of what matters more, patients or profits. With 420 right around the corner, Vermont's first CBD cafe, Magic Man in Essex, opened January this year, will be celebrating 420 streaming live all day with Vermont Iwana, offering online hourly raffles, plenty of in-store samples, and live music at 420. 11th Hour Botanical Wellness is another female-owned CBD spa and cafe called Spafe in Middlebury. Be sure to check out Vermont's Cafe and Spafe as you plan your 420 festivities with a pre-order meal from Magic Man or a massage at 11th Hour Botanicals. Either way, thanks for supporting my colleagues and fellow females in the Vermont cannabis industry. That's Vermont Report. For Weed Talk News, I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. One of Canada's most famous cannabis entrepreneurs will be our featured interview at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Friday's Green Rush Live show. Bruce Linton will join us to talk about the art of the deal. And since he's been in quite a few of them, including one of the biggest while he was CEO of Canopy Growth, he does have some experience in that department. So does our Canadian reporter from MJ Biz Daily's International Bureau, Solomon Israel. Solomon? I'm Solomon Israel from Marijuana Business Daily International. And this is your Weed Talk News Canadian Cannabis Report. Canopy Growth plans to acquire rival cannabis producer, the Supreme Cannabis Company, continuing a recent consolidation trend in the Canadian cannabis industry. The deal is worth roughly 435 million Canadian dollars. Canopy said it was motivated by Supreme's well-performing premium cannabis brand, as well as its low-cost cultivation facility. And Canadian producer Organigram announced its own acquisition this week, spending 22 million Canadian dollars to buy the Edibles and Infusions Corporation, or EIC. That's a cannabis candy producer with a facility in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which was 43% owned by cannabis producer Agroflora Organics International. Organigram expects to start selling soft chews produced at the facility later this year. You can read those stories and more at mjbizdaily.com. I'm Solomon Israel for Marijuana Business Daily. 
Arkansas medical marijuana regulators are being sued over a dispute in a sale and transfer of a cannabis medical license from last November. David Stewart, the mayor of Newport, Arkansas, and a few other plaintiffs claim that the Arkansas Medical Marijuana Commission didn't provide proper notice of a transfer and sale of a license from natural state wellness enterprises to Good Day Farm. The suit also claims that Good Day Farm wasn't properly registered at the time of the sale. Don't lawyers love this industry? Now we go to Illinois with Normal's Executive Director, Margot Vasili, with the report from the land of Lincoln. Margot? I'm Margot Vasili from Margowana, and this is this week's We Talk News Report from the Illinois Market. Cura Leaf's social equity planning program starts up in Illinois. The largest cannabis operator in the United States is investing nearly a million dollars into six Illinois entities designed to provide workforce development programs, programs to mostly entrepreneurs of color who are inspiring to work in this budding industry. Now, Illinois approved all of its possible dispensary licenses. After approving nearly 13, after approving 13 new dispensaries in the last week, Illinois cannabis regulators approved a total of 110 dispensary licenses just before the April 1st deadline. And that's the maximum possible licenses allowed under Illinois law right now. Earlier this year, observers doubted that the 55 secondary site licenses and the 55 same site licenses would be approved by Illinois, since many of these locations were far from approval, and we still haven't seen any of the licenses roll out yet. In other news, Illinois set a record with $109 million in sales for its recreational marijuana in March. That's a huge 35% increase from the previous month. The previous record for monthly sales was $89 million in January. That's the Illinois Report. I'm Margot Vaselli from Weed Talk News. Another timeout extension in Mexico as that country's Senate continues to sort out the regulations that will dictate their country's new cannabis laws. Now, you might remember that the Mexican Supreme Court issued a ruling to implement legalization of cannabis in Mexico. But since then, it's gone back and forth ping-ponging inside that country's political structure. Sound familiar? Finally, a word from our Vice President, Kamala Harris. Well, not really, but it is her first public comments about cannabis reform since that administration took over the White House. Now, when asked about when they might just focus on cannabis reform, she said, honestly, right now, we've been focused on getting people food, helping them stay in their apartments, or even stay in their homes, getting kids back to school, getting shots into arms. That's been all consuming. You think? I would feel guilty just bringing that up with all the crazy, crazy, crazy stuff going on in the world right now. Now, if the cannabis world can wait 80 years just to get to the 16 or 17 legal states right now, the rest of the country can wait a few more months anyway. That's how I see it this week on We Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. PCM-TV is supported by Salient Systems, a world leader in video management security, and by Revolutionary Clinics, a medical dispensary where the patient comes first, and by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry.
Hi, I'm Ben Shower, New England rep for Salient Video Management Systems. Let me tell you what makes us different in the security space. We're your trusted advisors for all your security needs. I know how complicated the regulations are in cannabis, and working with Salient Systems will be the polar opposite of that. I give free consultations and we'll walk you through every step of the process so that you can get what you need at the price you can afford. We're robust, we're simple and scalable. We're Salient Systems, your solutions to all your security needs. Please contact me at the information below and I'm looking forward to being your trusted advisor. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area, now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Pro Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at Pro Cannabis Media, on Instagram at Pro Cannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at Pro Cannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro Cannabis Media, Twitter at Pro Cannabis Media, and on twitch.tv backslash Pro Cannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.